Hey friend, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome. I missed airing an episode last Thursday, so this week, as a thank you for being here and thanks for being flexible with me, I'm sharing two episodes. This episode, I'm helping you prepare for any feasts you might be partaking in. We're doing this by talking about feeling your hunger and fullness while also taking advantage of eating satisfying foods. As a little reminder, this information is from Intuitive Eating Principles 5 and 6, upon which I dive a little further. When we feel our hunger and honor our hunger cues and savor foods we're eating, we're more likely to enjoy our meals, which also decreases the chance of mindlessly eating and that eating past our comfort level. Now, this conversation would not be doing you any service unless we talked about the clean plate club. Thankfully, growing up, I never experienced this. However, I've heard from so many clients that they weren't so lucky. Maybe you're like them and had parents that you may eat, made you eat whatever was put on your plate because, you know, you should be grateful. There are starving children in India. If this sounds like something that came out of your parents' mouth, I'm sad for you. I'm sad that your parents' relationship with food got transferred onto you and that you were led to eat past your comfort level and learn to do this quite regularly. It makes sense that as an adult, you check out from feeling your hunger or your fullness cues. I didn't experience the clean plate club as a kid, but I sure have as an adult. Something shifted for me when I was buying and preparing my own food. I didn't want a single bite to go to waste, whether that was on my own plate or my son Anthony's plate. And this often led to me eating past my comfort level which in turn led to me not listening to my body and what it wanted and needed. Unfortunately, years of dieting led me to solidifying my place in the clean plate club. When I was counting calories and focusing on specific portion sizes, you bet I was going to clean my plate. I was going to get so little food that when I did eat, I ate everything that was offered. I even remember licking the plate or bowl saying, well... I'm going to count this, I'm going to get every last drop. There were also the times where we'd prepare something and have leftovers, only it didn't seem to be enough for a whole meal in a later time, so I'd eat a portion or all of what was left so we didn't have some random bites of food in the fridge. Rather than getting in tune with my body and when it had had enough food or when it wanted more, I was ignoring those signals completely and driving the wedge between us even further. So how did I learn to notice and respect my fullness? And how can you make this change as well? Well, I gave myself unconditional permission to eat. Yep, that's how I turned it around. When I knew I could have more food anytime I wanted, I no longer needed to eat at all, and I could put it back in the fridge for later. Now, this wasn't a wave of my magical wand. And suddenly, everything is perfect. Not at all. I had to learn to pause and check in with my body throughout a meal. And that began with noticing when I was hungry in the first place. After that, I would periodically stop eating, put my fork down, and notice how my body was feeling. Over time, I started to notice the subtle changes that occurred to cue me in to say, Hey, you're comfortable. 
you can stop eating now. A big part of this overlaps into principle six of intuitive eating, which is discovering the satisfaction factor. By slowing down to notice my fullness, I also slowed down while eating, which allowed my body to notice the tastes and textures of food, which spiked my satisfaction with the meal. Or not so much, and then I would not eat it. Before we dive more deeply into principle six, I want to talk to you about the hunger fullness scale. When in the wrong hands, this can easily become another diet, and I don't want that to happen to you. Which is why I spend more time on this in my coaching program, The Emotional Eating Revolution. So if after listening to this episode, you want more help with this, or just changing your relationship to food and your body on a larger scale, there's a link in the show notes for more information. Think of your hunger on a scale of 0 to 10. At 0, your stomach is empty, completely empty. And at 10, you are so full, you are possibly sick, and it hurts to move. A five is neutral. You are neither hungry nor full. Ideally, I try to eat when I'm at a three or a four. I can feel my stomach asking for food, but I'm not so hungry I'm teetering on hangry. By eating before I get to this point, I'm more likely to be mindful with my food and more likely to stop eating at a six or a seven when I'm satisfied, no longer hungry, but also not uncomfortably stuffed. Here's an experiment you can try this week between episodes. This way on Thursday, or whenever your feast is, you will have some practice under your belt. Before you eat, check in with yourself and notice where you are on the hunger fullness scale. I suggest writing this down because we can more easily compare throughout the week and our subjective minds are less likely to fudge the numbers. Then check in with yourself when you're finished eating, noticing what number you're at. Again, write this down. Try to do this experiment from a place of curiosity rather than judgment. Right now, you're just seeing where you fall, and just notice what happens throughout the week. If you feel comfortable sharing, please send me an email with what you notice while starting with this hunger fullness scale. Like I said, one of the best ways to notice your fullness is by fully enjoying your food. So let's chat about how to discover the satisfaction factor. To be satisfying, a meal includes foods you like and that hit the spot. I've talked about the bodybuilding program I did years and years ago. I was eating foods that were not enjoyable nor hitting the spot, and I was always hungry. I vividly remember standing in front of the open door fridge, feeling dejected, and Brian asking, what's wrong? And me replying, I'm not hungry, but I'm not satisfied. I want something that's good so bad. All the plain baked chicken was definitely not hitting the spot. The satisfaction factor is also in play when you've finished a meal and while your body might send out hunger cues, your head says you want something else. This could be because you weren't mindfully eating. When we eat in front of the TV or while scrolling social media, we aren't fully present with our food. And when we aren't fully present, we can't fully enjoy it. Another reason you might be having difficulty savoring food is that you still have a little bit, or a lot of, diet mentality stowed away in your brain. When diet culture has its nasty claws in us, even a little bit, we often associate the enjoyment of food as wrong, 
so we stay away from those foods. Or if you do, quote, indulge, you beat yourself up after eating it. It's not your fault this is happening. We are bombarded with diet culture every time we turn around, whether it's the magazines while checking out at our grocer or the ads while scrolling social media. Everywhere we look, we are bombarded with messages about losing weight or changing our body to fit the ideal. And as we get closer and closer to the new year, all of those messages are getting louder and louder, trying to sell you the newest bad diet, the newest, quote, lifestyle change. All of this dieting we've done through the years, all of these messages we've been told, we've done disconnected from our bodies and have lost the natural pleasure that comes from eating. Friend, it's time to tell diet culture you have no power over me and regain your pleasure in eating. Triboli and Rash, the authors of Intuitive Eating, give us five steps to help you achieve pleasure and satisfaction in eating. And I'm going to share with you, share them with you today. Step one, ask yourself what you really want to eat. You've given yourself unconditional permission to eat, or at least you're working on it. So you are free to choose foods you enjoy. The problem for most of us is that we've lost connection with what we truly enjoy. Remember how I stopped liking most of the foods I used to crave? Something else shifted as well. I started liking foods I had previously thought were disgusting. Sorry, mom. Liver will always be disgusting. The good news like I talked about in previous episodes, is you get to start experimenting with foods and figuring out what foods do bring you pleasure. Now, step two is to discover the pleasure of the palate, to discover what foods you really like and to increase the satisfaction in your eating, focus on your five senses while you eat. Taste. Put the food in your mouth and notice the taste. Seems like a no-duh, Sabrina, but notice what flavors there are. Is it predominantly sweet, salty, sour, bitter, maybe savory? Does it taste pleasant, neutral, or offensive? Try this throughout the day to see if certain tastes are more pleasurable at different times of the day. A texture. Notice how the food feels in your mouth. Is it smooth and soft? hard and crunchy, hot, cold, room temperature? Is it chewy and requires a lot of work to eat? Notice if each of these textures is hitting the spot for you. Smell. Appreciate the various aromas that foods can emit. If the food doesn't smell good to you, you probably won't get optimal satisfaction from it. If it smells great, it will probably increase your satisfaction. So take some time to smell the food. Appearance. Take a look at the food you're about to eat. Is it attractive or slopped on the plate like you were living in the castle dungeons? Does it look fresh? Is there a variety of colors that are interesting to you? You'll get less satisfaction from a dungeon meal than from a meal plated for a queen, even if it's the same food. Now, volume or filling capacity. Some foods are light and airy, while others are heavy and filling. Some days you might want something light, while others you want a filling plate of pasta. Remember to embrace your uniqueness. 
everyone has different experiences with taste and textures. And be aware that your preferences may change throughout your lifetime and may change here soon as you start to notice some of these things again. Now, step three is to make your eating experience more enjoyable. To help you savor your food and get more satisfaction from your meals, make time to appreciate your food. This means slowing down during the day to eat. Sit down at the table or desk. Take several deep breaths before you begin. This helps calm and center you so you can be focused on eating. Slow down while you're eating. Your taste buds are in your tongue, not your stomach, friend. Taste each bite of food, putting your fork down now and then. Remember principle five, feel your fullness. Check in with yourself to see how full you are feeling. And remember the three S's of a satisfying meal. Eat slowly, eat centrally, and savor every bite. Step four is don't settle. This was the best advice my husband Brian gave me when we reconnected almost 20 years ago. Don't settle with your partner and don't settle with your food. You are not obligated to finish something just because you started it. If it isn't working or you don't like it, stop. Step five, check in. Does it still taste good? Remember the last time you ate an entire bag of chips? The first few chips tasted amazing. They helped bring the nervous system down, but by the end of the bag, they don't taste as good, right? I learned this with Oreos the hard way. Remember how I'd eat and eat until my mouth hurt? And I also learned how to check in with myself and notice that after the fourth cookie, it never tastes good anymore. This is because of taste satisfaction or sensory specific satiety. The continued exposure to the same food resulting in a decrease of desire for that food. The taste buds also kind of habituate to the flavors. So while you're eating, be sure to check in with yourself to see if the food still tastes good and is serving its purpose. If it no longer tastes good and is no longer bringing pleasure, then stop eating it. I hope these five tips are helpful to get you back to enjoying food and all the pleasure it can bring right before Thanksgiving feasts. Let's do a quick review before we go. This episode covered feeling our fullness and discovering the satisfaction factor. We talked about the diets leading to membership in the Clean Plate Club and leading to eating past your comfort level. One way to help us honor our fullness is to use the hunger fullness scale, but I warned not to let this turn into another diet. We then talked about fully enjoying our food and how to get the most satisfaction out of our meals. Tribbly and Resh gave us five steps to follow to tap into the satisfaction factor. Ask yourself what you really want to eat, giving yourself unconditional permission to eat, so you're free to choose whatever you want. Discover what foods you really like and increase the satisfaction in your eating by focusing on your senses while you eat. Tasting the food, noticing the texture, how it feels in your mouth, appreciating the various aromas the food can emit, smelling them, looking at the food. Is it fit for a queen or rubbish fed to the dungeons? And knowing that some days you may want something light while others you want something very filling. Remember to embrace your uniqueness 
everyone is different and enjoys different things. Make your eating experience more enjoyable by slowly, sensually savoring every bite. We're not settling anymore. You're not obligated to finish something just because you started it. And check in with yourself throughout the meal. If at any point what you're eating does not taste good, you don't have to keep eating it. In the next episode, I am joined by certified eating psychology coach Tracy Astle. Tracy and I take this concept of finding pleasure with food even deeper. So stay tuned for Thursday's episode. The episode goes live at 12 a.m. Central, so it's ready and waiting to keep you company while you prepare your Thanksgiving feast. I look forward to spending the holiday with you. Now, one more thing before you go. In the coming months, I'm going to be chatting more about the emotional eating revolution because a lot of the things that we just talked about in this episode, I dive even deeper into that. And if you are listening to this as a podcast listener, I have a special offer where we're going to combine the emotional eating revolution and the monthly membership feeding confidence. These are two of the easiest ways to work with me, and they're opening up soon. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I will see you in a few days.